We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Good afternoon, fellas. Good afternoon, uh, audience. We'll give y'all some time to come in. Uh, but before we do that, um, how's everybody feeling, man? Let's start, start with Reef, the oldest person on the uh, podcast. Old and wise, hopefully. You know, things are good, man. Had a really good weekend. Um, this is our 50th anniversary of the elementary school that uh, I went to, Nathamu uh, Sasa. And so, you know, we had a little reunion. Uh, we had the opportunity to work with this uh, community organization called Scribe Videos. And so we're teeing up a uh, kind of a very short video um, that we're hoping we can leverage into like a full documentary about the school, the experiences and, and so forth. So that was going on. Reunion was dope. Great to see all my schoolmates and classmates and, and teachers. And then today went fishing. I'm dragging a little bit. I'm tired. But shout out to my, my homie, Andrew Bell, um, who always organizes the uh, Black Fishermen. Uh, in this area, so hey, that's the trip you tried to get me to come on. Yeah, I should have said came. you were nervous about the water, but I understand. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> well, you didn't respond, so that's, that's what that's what I assumed. And, 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 and you're better than that, Reef. You're better. You're, 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 so you're, on my best days, I'm better than that. Right now, when I'm tired and cranky, I'm really not. I'm I I, I do succumb to it. So you, know, you gotta you gotta roll out with us next time, man. It ain't that far from where you are, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in the middle. Uh, uh, straight. What's happening? Oh, wait. The <laughs> Yo, we got to call the fire trucks over there. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, you all right? We got the baby. What? The baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Hey, the baby. How you doing? I'm uh, I'm good, man. So this weekend, yesterday, I in an undisclosed location, I met with school choice uh, aficionados to have a super friends meeting, to have a Avengers team activate. Let's get our heads straight and uh, do a little fight club type of thing, and that was good. But I I, I want to ask you, you brothers, I did something else today. What do you think that is today that I did? Well, yoga. So, <laughs> I said to hell me. to the nah. <laughs> I did not do any yoga. Do yoga? No, no, I didn't. Go, go no. yoga with goat cheese and. What? So what'd you do? You know we ain't gonna get. Did you? Did you? Did you buy, make that major purchase? No, no, I did not. No, oh, no, I did you not. You got your passport. I yeah, have yeah. my passport. I do have my passport now. Yes, but I did something else that I share with you and the whole family, the eight oh, black yes, hands family and everybody. I know what you did. I know. You know what I did. Congratulations, bro. Oh yes, congratulations. Yes. That was yes. Yes. that was. Hey, but share that out. Share that out. That's what's, what's up. That's what's up. Today, at age fifty-three, I graduated with my BA. Today, had commencement yeah. today. As of today, many people don't know my journey. People don't know like the journey that I've been on for a long time. But, uh, you know, I've had an AA degree for years when my son, who was also producing tonight, was uh, young. I said that I would get my B.A. before he did. And I didn't. And then, uh, you know, when we dropped him off at college, said I would get my B.A., you know, didn't. And then when I picked him up from graduation, still didn't have it. And it kind of dogged me. When I uh, came back to take over Brightbeam, I wrote it into my contract that I would complete uh, complete my BA. And as of today, I graduated. Uh, long time coming, and I'm very excited about it. And I'll only share it, not just for my own edification. I share it because there's a lot of people my age with a half-done BA or not fully done BA. Uh, um, uh, and they live with educational trauma and shame and being shamed and being in rooms with people who shame you or want to make you feel small, that whole thing. And uh, someone asked me last week when I told her that I was doing this, she's like, well, why would you do this at your age? People assume you have it already and blah, 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 whatever. And that's just it's something I said I would do. And I did it. So I'm happy. I'm excited to share it with y'all. And I'm excited to say if there's anybody 
who feels educational trauma or shame for not finishing or completing, uh, let it go. Let it go. Do your thing. Congratulations, man. Yeah, it's right. never yeah. too late. Yeah, it's and, never um, too late, but I got a, there's yeah. a couple of things that I'm thinking about, right? With this, with this whole, first of all, congratulations. Secondly, you. if you wrote this into your Brightbeam contract and the things that we know uh, in terms of like the benefits at Brightbeam, I need to work for Brightbeam. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should work for Brightbeam. <laughs> uh, I tried to create a workplace where everybody is honored, regardless of where they are in their educational trauma journey, uh, uh, regardless of what they got going on. On, we run a very humane shop. So, yeah, yes. that's so important. So, finally, 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 well, not finally, but uh, but but here uh, we got the birthday guy uh, in full effect. And, and, and happy birthday! And th- thankfully, this guy is here because, like, we we need to do this more. We need to start celebrating trip rotations around the sun and celebrating things like how we're celebrating uh, you tonight, the beige. Um, <laughs> it's the beige, bro. No, no, it's no, the no, beige. No, 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 There's no, 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 no e on the end of that. Yes, the beige. <laughs> hey, uh, so, so uh, uh, Cole, what's up, man? How how you spend the day and and what's what's cracking? I'm good, man. I was in I was in Miami. I was with my brother. Um, and the birthday was cool. The voices is good. There's a whole regimen. So I think Jamoke sent me one of these boxes of like uh, for my throat. That's I cool. had some too. Um, I have this nice little thing that coats my vocal cords and my throat because uh, it, it got it was real. It was it was fine or whatever. And then I got a humidifier going too, but it's fine. Uh, that was that was that was nothing, man. My uh, I had two uncles. Uh, their brothers, one's the oldest, one's the youngest. The oldest one had the stroke. That was the one that got me through college. But he's on the mend. But the baby, the young one, he he had another. He had a second um, heart attack in as many weeks. So mm-hmm. as I was getting ready to leave, like that kind of that real shit kind of happened. So I mean, yesterday I don't do much for my birthday. Like I um, you know, I, I have another trip that I'm taking. I take every single year. It's not for my birthday, I, but I'll be leaving the country. But like you know, it was good to just kind of be there with my brother, man. I didn't do much. We just I ate. I did my book club. I had some nice little food and I just rested, man, and uh, planned out what I wanted to accomplish this year. Like my stuff is I find my happy place in doing certain type of work, man. So that's what I did. Um, I mean, Miami itself is a is a is just a vibe. So that was cool, man. And and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Miami's crime written. Hey, oh, so, happy birthday, Doctor Cole. So, hey, so, so, so wait, he said no, but we're gonna do it anyway. No, nah, don't sing. It's, it's, I, do, do other stuff. Do a, no, don't sing. No. It, it makes me uncomfortable, man. Really, I, I don't like it. Happy birthday to you. I, I really don't like it. So, 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 so you gotta, you gotta embrace this care package that we give to you. Yeah, do it in other ways. He said, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. Embrace this care package, bro. I appreciate the love. And I receive it, but don't don't do that part. I don't like it. But I'm I'm oh, happy whatever. to be with you, brothers. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, grateful. I'm grateful. Democracy prep, public charter school. They sent me the swag, so they in, in the, the building tonight. Shout out to Democracy Prep. Yellow oh, looks good on your skin, bro. Right? Sent you the hat. Uh, that's the cues. Hey, so so um. Uh, no, no, well, let's, let's slow down just for a second. Uh, Natasha Trivers leading democracy prep. Let's just make sure that we get our schools right so that people know what we're celebrating, what, what, what we're what not. Is- oh, all right. Full- Got yeah, you. let's oh, celebrate what we are celebrating. Let's not celebrate what we're not celebrating. We yeah. ce- we we celebrate democracy democracy prep led by Natasha Trivers, who's a very fine educator and an awesome person. Yes, she is definitely yes, awesome person. Thank you. Yeah. That's Shout right. Yeah. Right. Gosh, right. Uh, not everybody. We don't support everybody, but we do support the child. I, I, I don't know what it is you're saying here, mm-hmm. but I feel like uh, okay. <laughs> some people do. Some people do. All right. So 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 jumping right in, fellas. Uh, you know, COVID-19. What 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 are some of y'all's takeaways? Uh, lessons learned from from dealing with COVID from an education standpoint. We're going to start with you since you uh, you seem to be activated tonight. Uh, what were some of the takeaways? Listen, first of all, let's be safe, man. Let's take care of our neighbors. People coming at Simone Biles talking about you ain't do this, you ain't do that for the team, and you we got. 
grandparents and elderly and now children, you know, um, catching the first round and the variant. So, um, you know, I, I think the one thing that we got to make sure that we're not rushing back to whatever was abnormal in the first place, you know, um, and that we're being safe and we're being thoughtful. And as Chris always says, listen to the science, right? So um, that's a big thing. I think, you know, schools are going to have, you know, I got an email, uh, we got an email today from our uh, superintendent, you know, um, and they were just saying like, hey, well, by August 9th, we'll make a decision because we thought we'd be all in and we have to, you know, reconsider some uh, really important things right now. So I hope yeah. folks didn't, didn't uh, you know, cut off the technology that we need for children because we might be needing, um, you know, that again. So. Mm. Uh, uh, Chris it is not your job to trust everybody it is not your job to let other people do your thinking for you when it comes to the self the, the safety and the health of your child uh, it's going to require especially in a time like right now for you to make your own decisions to do the reading to do the legwork to know what the science says and doesn't say and to make your own decisions about what you're going to do right now I think there are people rushing back because listen, let's just be let's be real. Gotta There's be real. some some economic reasons why people want to push kids back into school because employers want their parents back at work. So there's a business mandate to get people back in. There's a government mandate. There's we're paying for classrooms that we don't have kids in. There's a lot of reasons to try and push kids back in. But one of those reasons should be whether or not it's it's a safe environment or healthy for your kids to be back. And not every district's the same. Some districts are better prepared than others, which is why I say you got to do your own thinking, because if you watch national news, that's one story across the board. That may not be your local situation that you 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 don't want to just take anybody's advice on this. You don't eat anybody's just you don't just eat everybody's macaroni and cheese. You don't just eat everybody's red beans and rice. You don't fool with everybody's potato salad and you can't. Oh, my God. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. See, now this is beautiful. Um and you don't just put your kid in everybody's classroom and everybody's school and trust everybody's news report. Um, I am one of the people that I'm so right now on edge because so pe many people around me are, are optimistic. So many people are optimistic. Got to get the kids back in and whatnot. This Delta variant, man, listen, I don't think we know enough to know enough to know enough. Like it's, it could come and go. So let's stop trusting everybody. Think for yourself. Read for yourself. Get off these internets. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing though if I, if the online, the virtual learning, the you know the opportunities was just like super dope, like for the past decade, if that had been really invested in, you know, mm -hmm. like so just imagine, like we, it would be, I think, a lot less, you know, trepidation about it, you know. Um, but some are just like, whoa, virtual, my. We didn't educate our children virtually last year to have. Now we're going to do it again. So. Yeah, and and that two years worth of, of learning loss is what's keeping me up late at night. Because like mm -hmm. we're already dealing with eighteen months of like just not stellar education for black and brown students for all students, particularly black and brown students. And so you know, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, man. Charles, what you got? I mean, I just talked about this with Omar and um, and David because they, you know, they both run schools and build schools. We got the common, you know, grounds podcast, but we were talking about this, and I, honestly, it's it's like it's it's like a gang war happening right now, and we were looking at policy in Texas versus policy in Australia, and it was so. The, it was the extreme on both sides of it, right? And it's just like, yo, it's a gang war and black and brown families and kids are in the crossfire. So what we had kind of left with and what I keep saying is exactly what you said, Chris, and we just said it differently was, you know, take the the public like policy, like the public politics and take and make them private. And what that means is like, how does this stuff impact you? I'm not talking about everybody's kids. I ain't talking about everybody's family. I'm talking about what's Chris going to do with his family, if, if his kids see his grand, they grandparents and stuff like that, what's the numbers out in their place? Like you have to do the research for yourself. You have to look into it. You have to kind of take those precautions uh, because again, man, and, and you, you just a number to a lot of these people on either side. And, and so don't get caught in that, in that gang war 
crossfire that black folks tend to always get caught in. So I, I agree with everything that all of y'all have said. I'm, I, I have my own personal political beliefs around it, around what should be happening or whatever and talking about other people's kids. But if we had a place where it could be people in your household dying or you need to like weigh those type of options, um, we're not having a public conversation no more like that. Because, and we're not if we were mature enough to actually have a fact-laden, fact-driven conversation that wasn't sullied by politics and people trying to win, I'd say something different. But right now, our leaders are acting like 15-year-olds uh, that want to get what they want to get and don't really care about the consequences about the people around them. So, Well, bro, we got a $1.2 million infrastructure deal that's going to be bipartisan. So maybe that'll be the start of us trying to save some lives around here. I don't know. Probably not. Um, you said 1.2 trillion, yeah. Uh, jobs, you know, you gotta put people to work, anyways. Um, government will not save you, better air in the, in the schools mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. too. Government won't save you, bro. Like, listen, we spend $500 on military uh, uh, hammers, hammers for the military, and you know, we spend a trillion dollars like for hammer you know, or for, like a regular hammer. It like better a be a Thor hammer for $500. It better be a Thor and an Avenger and a Loki hammer. It better come with wings and a suit and everything else. But we spend that type of money on war, and we still have schools in the United States that don't have HVAC clean air in them, don't still don't have air conditioning and just some basics, some regular shit. So uh, if you think government's going to come through and save you now, Biden's about to like give you all this money or whatever, and you think it's going to be spent on you efficiently without you being involved in the process somehow, think again. Hey, Loki don't have no hammer, bro. I don't know what Loki got. Loki's what is Loki, bro? Like, what is that? The God of Mischief, brother. He had a great show on Disney Plus, bro. That's not a great show, bro. That's like so boring. The show is is amazing, brother. Is it? Okay. Just set up the next phase, brother. All right. It must be be, because I think it's boring as hell, but whatever. He doesn't have a hammer, but I do know. you 93 years old. It's not built for you. What? I'll be 93 if it takes me to love a Loki. But let me tell you, so let me tell you right now, a $500 hammer in the military, I do know that that's true, though. Yeah. I do know, even if Loki don't have one, I do know the Pentagon does. Folks, if you're in these comments tonight, let us know what's keeping you up late at night in education. Again, what are the things that you are thinking about in education that's keeping you up late at night? Put them in the comments. Maybe we'll get to some of these comments. So, uh, Delta variant, we touched on it uh, partially, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the media is portraying this this Delta variant to be um, as contagious as the chicken pox, right? And so, for those of you who don't know how contagious the chicken pox is, it's like if you could be in the same room with somebody that has chicken pox, and then the next thing you know, you got the chicken pox. Yeah. And so, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of things. Like how, like, how do you think this is going to play out? I, I feel like I know. And we're saying, listen to the science, but are we really going to be listening to the science or are we going to be listening to Randy Weingarten? Um, listen, I think we're going to be, uh, you know, I think we're going to be listening to big business. Big business wants workers back in their seats and working in an economy fully open and our, our, uh, our economy our our debts and uh, and the money we're losing and the onset, the potential onset of uh, mortgage collapses and everything is becoming real. Like it's be, it's coming to a head. We think free, we think money is free. It just like comes from nowhere. So there is a economic imperative to convince people that fully open schools with no remote uh, options is the only way to go and the best way to go. And uh, that's not a public health position because a public health position is telling you right now that places like Florida and others that are flaunting the science are having rapidly increasing cases. And places like Baton Rouge, as a matter of fact, uh, almost are out of ICU beds again. Right. So as we're like having a good time, going back to concerts and doing everything that we're doing. Oh my God, we're open and blah, blah. We're kind of sleeping on the fact that the states with the worst kind of record on paying attention to public health are increasing with cases again. And some of those cases are child cases now. Some of those cases are child cases. That wasn't supposed to happen, right? So believe who you're going to believe, do what you're going to do, but don't be all up in everybody's face. That's all I can tell you. 
Yeah. And so uh, some of the things that I'm seeing, like on CNN and all the major news networks, is that I'm seeing folks and their families that are on their hospital beds and, you know, mm. they're thinking and predating themselves as to like two weeks earlier, I wish I had taken the vaccine. So, folks, if you're out and you're hesitant, um, I don't want you. So, so I, it's, it's one of those situations where, like, I don't want to give you uh, any direction either way. I feel like that's something that you should have to come to. On Why, your- bro? Let me ask you this: Why? Yeah. Like, like, I thought community is so fickle and weird about this right now. I, you know, so wait, I, wait, know, wait, wait, I know wait. the science. I know the science says uh, that the vaccine supposed to be. You know, but that's not. You go ahead, go ahead, man. Just so, you know. so, so here, I want to point you to the data, right? Yeah. So like yeah. right now, the data is saying that it's only fourteen percent of our community. That is not vaccinated, or that is hesitant on. Uh, well, I, 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 don't I don't think it's fourteen percent of our community. I think it's more than that. Like, and especially places like New Orleans, where we're catching hell with the we're we're the ones catching hell with it in New Orleans, right? But then as, you as a city, the Republicans that make up the majority of yeah. the folks that are not vaccinated, and that's at like thirty-seven percent. I'm only pointing out because this is a black show and talking about black people on this show. And uh, I'm the token beige person. But I will say, like, we talk about black. We talk about black on this show. (laughs) Forget whatever uh, other communities are doing within our community. There's some Internet uh, Twitter stars who are pulling some radical anti-vaxxer type of stuff and Afrocentricizing it. And I just think. Well, that's because y'all were making fun of the the back that vax up guy. <laughs> yeah, that y'all was made fun of them. That was that was the worst shit ever. Um, and I love it was at least better than the anti vax stuff. I'm the, I'm the I'm the juvenile. Okay, I love juvenile. I mean, but are, what we are we having a conversation about what people should do or what's gonna happen? Right. Oh, my, my comments are more tailored towards what I think is gonna happen and what I think how I think families and children or whomever should be protecting themselves. I think that I, I don't, I don't, I think the way that we was locked down before, even if this came back worse than the first round, I don't think people going for it in the same way they did the first one. I think so much stuff was lost. So many people's lives are kind of just, and I've just seen it. I just, I just came from being out in one of those places, right? Like people, they got the news, they know, right? They trying to tell people to put masks and stuff back on, but I don't think people, like folks are adamant about their kids going back to school. Folks are adamant about going back to work. Right. So if you in a situation, regardless of what, and then also in California, you got Gavin Newsom. We doing what we say we supposed to do. I know Gavin Newsom met him, hung out with him before. And I also know that his son going to his baseball games and not wearing or whatever, doing stuff. And they catching that stuff on camera. Right. Like it's a lot of and folks. That's that? not gonna believe this. Gavin, Newsom? Gavin Newsom is, is California's uh, governor. Them. Who's being recalled right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, so again, regardless of what my thought, listen, I'm vaxxed up. I'm doing what I need to do. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna wear my mask or whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? But again, and again, whether you are vaxxed or not, like you can still carry these things. Like it's not, it's still there, and there are still people around you that can get sick. And and I just want to point out what Ray said. Ray said is people in these hospitals saying that they wish they would have did this. The one thing, you was absolutely right, Ray. The one thing you got wrong was they didn't have their families with them. At most, they had one person with them and a screen. Uh, these people are dying alone. These people are dying by themselves. These people are in, I just left right. the VA right. hospital. Like, it, was, it wasn't just one guest. It was one iPad for the whole floor at the VA hospital, you know, at Northwestern, right? Or, or um, at Loyola, I'm sorry, in Chicago. I had to go buy my uncle an iPad so he can talk to his family, right? Like, this is like a few weeks ago. So I'm just saying, p- people out there, Play the fool if you want. Look at this stuff. You can listen to whomever you like, and I hear you. Just make sure because you're gonna be mourning your baby, your grandparents, your family members by yourself. So you gotta you gotta protect yourself. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Ain't nobody watching out for you. In fact, you might be more valuable to some of the people that you like and look up to and vote for if you do pass away. If we're gonna be real about it, everything is a political point right now, and everybody making a speech off of everything that happens to people. And I hate it because black, brown, and poor people are gonna be the the, the impetus for so many speeches that pushes somebody else's individual level. You saw what they just did with Sean King. So I'm just saying, bro, and you know how I feel about that cat. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I didn't I see what they did with him. No, I didn't see what, what was it. What was yeah, it? Yeah. So, so no, real quick, before we get we get, yeah. get to that, I want to throw some stats in here. Because you know, when Charles does the show, you know, we we got to do data. So we're going to focus on some data here. All right, so in California, it says 30% of vaccinations have gone to Hispanic people 
and they account for 63% of the cases, 48% of the deaths, and 48 uh, and they're 40% of the total population in the state of California. So brown folks in California are getting killed uh, or dying uh, to, to this uh, COVID-19. And so uh, in the District of Columbia, predominantly black, black people have received 43% of the vaccinations while they make up 56% of the cases, 71% of the deaths, and 46% of the total population. So these are two uh, predominantly black and brown um, land masses that I just described. And our people are dying. Um, you know, from 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 not uh, from not being vaccinated. So I take my earlier statement back about it not being your choice. Your choice should be to get vaccinated. And I'm looking at it from the perspective of if being vaccinated. If so, if I can die from the vaccination, then okay, that could happen. There's there's some rare instances in which that has occurred, right? However, if it gives me a better chance of not dying from COVID. Because more instances of you dying from COVID has occurred than you taking the vaccine. Then if I'm a betting man, I'm going with the vaccination. And it's coming from somebody who vaxxed that ass up, too. So just putting it out there for you. I mean, it's also interesting, like, you know, and I think I think the CDC has to be like really careful, um, you know, um, and deliberate, right? Like, you know, it's like, come vaccine so flippant, and then so relax. Flippant. And then, oh, no, you can't, re- right? Like, it just, I, you know, I, I think it doesn't take much to say. And I, I know for folks in those positions, they are uh, particularly adverse to not, you know, sounding like they're in charge. It's like, the, you know, it's like what principals and, and superintendents can fall for sometimes, right? Like, you don't want to seem like you don't know. But, like, you don't know. So say like, hey, the best thing to do is even if you're vaccinated, keep your mask on. Hey, watch the crowds. Right. But they're like, oh, we're vaccine. So now we're going to, you know, uh, you know, go crazy. Right. Like and I remember early on, you know, they were always showing these clips of young black kids playing basketball together. They're like, look at them. Look at them. They're spreading. They're, they're going to spread everything. And, you know, but you see, like, you know what? It's actually a whole lot of folks that were doing a whole lot of things, concerts and parties and, you know, all kind of craziness. Um, And the CDC just has to be like more deliberate. All this flip flopping that confuses people, it frustrates people. And then they just like, oh, nobody knows. And then they just start folks start acting as individuals. Right. Instead of as a collective and as communities. And I think now, just like any time you face a crisis, in community of others is being in community with others um, with distance uh, is, is the best way to go. Like that's, that's how you, how, that's how you turn the corner on some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've I, I seen the, the articles and people talking about, you know, how, what we got wrong, you know, with Tuskegee and all that stuff. And people took the, had the wrong takeaways. Look, I'm also not looking at it's, I'm not talking about the the super crazy non-vaxxer people that's out there doing the most, but there are some people like I, there are some people that's making some choices not to get it for for some reasons that make sense to me. You know what I mean? I'm not. Like what? What's some reason to not get it that makes sense? Well, one, I, well, I, I, I hear if, it from people. If you, and are, I if know. you are immunocompromised in certain ways, you can't get it for one. If you have certain allergies, you can't get it for one. Mm-hmm. If you breastfeed mm-hmm. and are pregnant, there are like uh, there's very there's there's things you have to consider, right? Like, I mean, I have to sit in those meetings, right? Like, there's so mm-hmm. a lot of meetings that I end up sitting in are meetings and how to protect people that can't get vaccinated, right? Like, there's this, actually this kind of group this growing group, uh, especially with the new variant that can't get it. But there are some people, I mean, for the reason that Sharif said, right, the CDC has been really flippant with stuff, right? Like they'll say something. It feels like they'll have a bad day on Twitter and then they'll come back the next day and be like, oh, well, now you can do this or now you can do that. Right. Like it that happened around who has to wear masks in schools. I remember them kind of going back and forth or whatnot. What I'm saying and listen, I'm telling you my personal I'm not. Personally, I took that thing as soon as I can. <laughs> I still wear masks. Like I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna tell you about you know about me. And I'm not looking at every single black person crazy though, or that's just like you know. Wait a second. I thought you said that you needed two years to test this thing out or do this or whatever. Like I mean, I think people are asking questions. There were things that were said in the beginning. And people are asking questions on is what I'm saying, right? So. People, gonna, but I guess the point that I'm making for this group, we can have a, we can have two conversations. We can have a conversation around what people should do and and how to protect yourself around what's going to happen. We have enough data. We don't see enough people had a year of this, and we don't heard enough in our own circles to kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. And I'm telling you, if you're a parent, 
or you somebody that care, you got older people around you, you better do everything you can in your power to bubble up your kids and protect yourself because I don't think that these mandates are going to be followed even under the strictest forms of law. Yo, so so I want to shout out to, um, to those school systems and those and those uh, those charter school networks that have mandated employees come back vaccinated. If not, you got to find somewhere else to work. Yo, shout out to them, right? Because like, like it's a gift to be in in the classroom, right? And so. You know, part of my thing is this, and I saw a comment from uh, from Castillo that um, I talked about Randy Weingarten, um, it, it, Randy Weingarten saying that uh, schools shouldn't schools wouldn't open until teachers were vaccinated, and now you got a whole litany of teachers that are like, I'm not getting vaccinated. So if you're not getting vaccinated, the shit you can't work it, you can't work in schools. Go find something else to do or whatever. If 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 there's no employment contingency for you to work uh, via online or, or however that vessel is going to work. And this is not saying that I don't care about you and I don't care about your family, but I care about the kids that we serve as more. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're at a point now, and this is going to sound bad for me to say it. And listen, I, you know, it is what it is. We all just got to tell the truth as we say it, as mm-hmm. we see it and live our truths. My truth is America is dying from ignorance. It's dying from ignorant people and people. There's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is the dumber you are, the less that you know that you're dumb. And the more you think you're an expert on shit that you're not an expert on. And we have people that are literally watching 24 hour news cycles or watching Twitter for their information and thinking that they're becoming petty experts on something that they're not. The CDC is full of people that you can trust or distrust them or whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. But they revise their information regularly on on the basis of statistics and information and and science that they have. And then you have armchair quarterbacks throughout the country talking stuff like, well, I don't really do I don't really know. I don't think that they do this, blah, blah, blah. And those are exactly the people that nurses are sitting with as they're dying who are asking them with their final gasp of breath. Can I get the vaccine now? Can I get it now that I'm about to die? So there's this there's this there's this boisterousness about like, you know, I just saw this, you know, this news source that I have or that had that said this or said that. And you get on that deathbed and reality starts hitting you that you're not going to see your next birthday parties or the next graduations or the next weddings that were coming up or your grandchildren or your children or whatever. And the people who are seeing that are health professionals. And I listen to them and listen to their stories of how bad they feel. And even within their field, there is a number of people that don't want to get. I thought it was something like the nursing home workers. I thought I saw something that was like 60 percent of something of them didn't want to get vaccinated or something, but they want to keep their jobs. They want to keep working with old people. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Teachers who uh, don't want to go back to work, like you just said, until everybody's vaccinated, but they don't want to mandate that teachers want to be vaccinated because you got people watching Fox News on one side. And on the other side, you got people watching black Twitter with some of these, you know, bow tie wearing individuals who are out here talking about. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, putting it just because you put an X behind your name and you talk with a certain affect that gives you like the black sound to it and whatnot doesn't mean that that should be your source about whether or not a a vaccine will save your life or not or your grandparents life or the people around you's life it's elitist to say it people don't like it when i say it they don't like me just telling the truth america's dying of ignorance america's dying of stupid people and they're gonna put us all at risk that's the other thing they're not i ain't gonna wear no mask i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do that well, that would be great if it just killed you. Yeah. Then I'd be I, all for your decision. I love your decision if it just kills you. I don't want nobody to die. I, and I point, I point no, to. No, no. I mean, I kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> I point no, to. I'm, I mean, if you want to be stupid, I think, you know. I, you, I always, when I, when, I, when I think about COVID 19, especially with this, uh, with this Delta variant, I like to bring people to uh, polio. Like, polio ravaged the United States. It ravaged the world until there was a vaccine to where it it was eradicated all around the world. And that's the same kind of that's the same kind of approach that we need to have to this COVID-19 uh, uh situation because if not, then you're going to get these you it's going to mutate and you're going to get these variants like Delta, the next variant is probably going to be Alpha because you know and why you skip Omega? 
That's the end, bro. Omega's the end. So. I thought beta was the end. No, beta is like the alpha beta. Anyway, beta's um, the end. Omega's the all. No. Okay. All right. Uh, sir, you just graduated, <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I want you to be in that place of no. So yeah, yeah. Whatever you. <laughs> so 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 as a parent, as a parent. Or as parents, right? And Charles, we'll get to you from from a different lens because we we understand that you're not a parent. And we're not trying to put that on you. I'm good. I got you. Um, so, Chris, as a parent, how are you approaching this 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 Delta variant in terms of like what you want for your kids and what you think you're going to receive for your kids? I mean, we're having to play it day by day and ear by ear. You know, like it, it, there's no like. Uh, easy answer, a firm answer. We're doing all that we can to keep our kids in out of harm's way, keep them away from circumstances or situations where there's going to be like too many people doing too much uh, and just watching really closely. They don't love it. They don't love everything about not being able to go out and see all your friends and do everything that your friends are doing all the time. We've tried to, you know, be a little bit more loose this summer by allowing some things like getting out and doing some things, but just not, it's not as free and open as it had been before. And as we get closer to school time, man, this Delta stuff popped up out of nowhere, like started rising really quick. So we were already of one mind that it was slowing down, that things were good. Everybody was getting vaccinated, was slowing down. So this is a problem we don't need, man. It's like something we're having to watch like week by week. But what I just said earlier is that the numbers are just shooting up everywhere. Right. Not here. Not in my state. Just for thankfully, we're not Florida. But there are places where you just said it yourself that could mutate several times over again. Man, we playing with science right now. We talk about Delta now and after what comes after Delta and whatever. And we're kind of joking a little bit, but we're not through this thing. We're not done. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, Reef. So, Reef, man, what you doing for your kids? Trying to keep them out of harm's way, man. You know, but you know what? They're they're like pretty vigilant. You know, to be so young, five and seven, man. They, you know, sometimes we're in the car. They still wear their mask. I'm like, you know, you could take the, you could take it off. We're in our car, and they're like, no, we all right, we're good. You know, um, I think you know it's just interesting. Like you know, kids when they're that young, it's their normal. You know, um, in so many different ways, right? Like, and so you know, which is sad, but it's also the reality. Like, they're they're so accustomed to wearing it that you know, it's you know, they have no pushback. They're actually pretty vigilant about um, you know about doing that. And so you know, as I said, we got the you know superintendent, acting superintendent, sent out something. Um, so we'll see what happens with school. Might just have to get some more pets, bro. Might, you know, might be at home schooling again. So got to add to the curriculum. You know, hey, so we we got a we got a pro vaxxer. Uh, wait, is she pro? No, she's an, anti vaxxer. She's an anti vaxxer. So we got an anti vaxxer in the audience right now. And so when I made my polio comment, uh, she was up top and she said, that's a dumb, uh, something about it being dumb. So if you're a teacher and you talk to your kids that way, because you say that you're a teacher, right? If you talk to your kids that way, I wouldn't want my kid in your fucking classroom. That's number one, right? <laughs> number two, I put you in timeout, right? You got four minutes left because this allows us to put people in timeout. But yo, don't you ever come on this broadcast, right? And, and not be respectful. You need Make to be respectful. Plain. I want you to say something without you coming for people's throats and people's necks and whatnot. Because I'm the main one that throws you bell on the Twitter when these folks make you cry, right? And so don't do that. Lesson learned for you. You Make can go back and time out. Make it plain. Crazy, man. We come up in here, we give people a free show and they want to get disrespectful in the comments. <laughs> now this brother making it about the pricing. God damn it, this is free. <laughs> <laughs> we don't charge y'all nothing for this. Hey, Reef is tired. He, he ain't catch no fish today. Charles lies, is tired. Lies. He on birthday out with his first of all, First of all, bruh, bruh, I mean, listen, my family started taking me fishing when I was about five years old. I've, you know, and I'm grateful. I've never been anywhere and not caught fish. Okay. So that, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm humble about it. Cause you know, that's, it's, but that's never happened. So, 
you know, let's let's make sure we have facts on this show since it's free and all. Let's make sure we got we're factual. <laughs> since it's free, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 people, y'all. I mean, you. I didn't. I didn't see who it was, right? So thanks for handling it. Y'all can disagree with folks. I think what Ray is just saying because I don't want nobody to take our words. And you, you don't have to agree with every single thing that folks are saying. But I think it was the respect piece that Ray was more so commenting on. So you can always have a difference of opinion. Um, I, my piece is. I would say get a pen. This is actual practical advice that I'm giving to people. One, I would say now that you're going back to school, I ref- you need to formally request an IEP and you need to do it in writing. And, all right. So it's like you if, if you if you request it in writing, most districts in most states have to respond to you. Some places it's 30 days. I heard it's not there. It's in, in other places, it's, it could be a different time for response, but they have to respond in it. You should also cite the learning loss data, especially if you're black or brown or whatnot. What does the data say about that? You sound really concerned about the learning loss. This is good for you to say because you can then ask the school, I need you to mock up a plan for how we're going to catch my child up. And as that stuff is happening, remember, you don't have to sign anything. But finally, also ask for the right to work from home as a student. So regardless of what the, the beautiful thing about IEPs is it's almost like it's a contract that kind of supersedes whatever the other stuff is that's going on within reason, right? So let's say, I don't know what your school's policy is, but if you start to see your school acting up in a way or you don't feel like they're being safe or doing whatever the case is, where you can safely pull your child out, they don't lose credit or whatever the case is, and they have to accommodate your child still learning and getting what they need. This is the social worker side of me. I've done this before, even before it was COVID, um, to kind of help people out so they can get what they need because schools don't like lawsuits. They don't like lawsuits. They have a whole stack of money that they have to pay out in lawsuits every year. And if you're asking for something that's kind of reasonable and you stick to your guns, you'd be surprised at how much of that stuff you get. So that's what I am telling people that is that I care about, that I love, that are in my family do these things and, and 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 put everything on the calendar. When you sent that email out, making sure somebody's seen it, CCing uh, people, not just your principal, but the arms buzz person or whomever, right? And if you need some more help with that, reach out. But those three things, you can kind of have a little bit of say and kind of, you know, you triage the way that you might need as the year decides to unfold because we don't know what's going to happen. Bro, so... I'm scared. You're, you're just almost say your teacher's back again, by the way, anyways. And she's name checking me. Uh, but, you know, listen, Wh- you can, whatever. You can look in the comments. She, you, if she wants to smoke, she can have it because I'm, I'm I got a smoky day today. So uh, <laughs> like, like I got to overstock a smoke if anybody wants it. Um, I, I will say what Charles just said, though, is super crystal clear. Don't lose it because I think it's good advice for all times. Uh, to have to demand a plan and have an IEP and have it in writing and to keep notations of what you're asking for, whatever it's doubly good right now to do exactly that. And I would take it a step further and just say, as, as people collectives, we should be pushing districts to not drop the remote options because you have districts now that are so amped up on getting everybody back in class that they want to get rid of the remote option like New York and other places as a way to make sure that you have to get back in class. And for some people, such as my family, we might come a week or two before school and assess the situation and figure out that we're still going to want a remote option. And if the district won't get one, we're going to have to tell Sharif to stop being lazy and open up uh, his 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 freedom schools year round for everybody across the country, not just in Philly where he lives because he's selfish and doesn't know how to share with nobody. Um, So anyways, push for remote learning options to stay a thing and then push people like Sharif to stop being lazy and to open up more options for the rest of us. Yeah. So, so man, I want to give you guys like the real in terms of just like online learning and the things that it does and the things that it does not do based off of lived experience from, and based off of like the data analysis that I've done with, with, with our students. Right. And so our students take, yearly tests, they're called the regents, right? And these are tests that you have to pass in order to kind of get credit for, for that similar to A to G in terms of uh, you being college ready. And so from what we've seen, we've seen the kids that are like really active and engaged in online learning, those kids do fine in those classes. The kids that are not in person that 
barely log on. It's a struggle to get them to be uh, engaged because you can't really force online engagement. It's either, you know, that's the way you learn or it's not. Because some people, some kids learn better in person. That's mm-hmm. data that mm-hmm. supports that, right? So I feel like we have to have a healthy mix based off of what I'm seeing in order for kids to be successful. And so if we want kids to be successful, there are some kids that need to be in person and learning. And I think that by 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 dissecting your cohort of students, figuring out the kids that did really well online, keeping them online, and then looking at the students that learn better in person and then bringing them in in person in a space distance kind of way is the approach to take. Parents aren't going to like that, right? But that's putting kids first and that's doing what's best for kids. In my opinion, as a suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I just, can I just, add, I mean, I guess, and because I agree, I don't have a problem with that point at all, right? Like, my piece, whether your kid was good at it or not, is to ask for it. Like, ask for it to where it can be somewhat at your discretion. Like, I'm making a totally different, I'm talking about power, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I have the power to send my kid here or to keep them home so you don't get attacked. Listen, if you are somebody that's on welfare that get public assistance and you the government is kind of in your stuff, like... You having your kid out of school for two weeks because you're not feeling the school, even with this, like, those are opportunities to kind of jam you up. I've seen it, like, happen before. I've seen people hold their kids' attendance over their head. So that's, so I agree with what you're saying, right? Every It's not for everybody or whatever. But even if, even if it's like I'm protecting myself and I take my kid out of this place and they at the boys club or somewhere getting tutoring or getting some face to face stuff. I just want that parent to be protected because they will lock up. They will lock that black mama up for not sending her kid to school, especially in these places that are gung ho on kids being in school. Uh, they not really too strong on the mass thing. And they are like really making a political bones right now. Right. Like this is a. This is also a time where political careers are being made. Like political careers are being made right now, right? Yep. So, you know, what what what's a few thousand black and brown people's deaths to like my political career, my aspirations on what I if I feel like I'm destined to run the country and be president one day, right? So, you just really got to understand, man. My opinion is not in this no more, right? Like, protect your damn self because ain't nobody else going to do it is all I'm saying. And ain't nobody else going to cry for you unless they can benefit off them tears. Bro, I think it's just absolutely crazy to not have uh, a virtual option. You know, like, uh, I think it's nuts. I think people were, again, rushing to, like, no, we're not having that, you know. Like, there were schools and districts telling families, oh, you got to find somewhere else if you're not coming in person, you know. Like, I'm I'm really. No, I think it was beyond Philly. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I I just think that was absolutely insane and and extremely oppressive and arrogant, um, you know, to come across and and communicate to families that way. You know, and then I would also say, like, there were so many uh, educators who said, you know what, we... They still were waiting for like, you know, great professional development. You saw the schools and districts who took it seriously and mm-hmm. and who were actually developing educators. And I just wonder, like, so, the, yes, there are some students who would be better in person, mm-hmm. but there's some students who would just be better if they were taught better virtually. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so we can't forget that that, um, you know, that component, too. And, yo, Stuart, I, I feel you on the freedom schools, brother. We we trying, bro. We trying. We out here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you don't feel me on it. You still trying. <laughs> You're still trying. <laughs> if you really felt me on it, you would be doing. There's a difference between trying Listen, and doing. Were, I do have to say, there were 33 you know uh, what? states I represented know, I'm this you year. a hard time, Sharif. Actually, I should give Ray some of that, too. Because even Give Success Academy, I sat in on a thing at Success Academy and wanted to know why y'all can't open this up across state lines. Mm-hmm. They had great remote learning. They had often awesome. So, Ray, you got a school. Too, you could hey. do a remote learning across state lines. We probably could. Hey, let's talk we about could. it. We should talk about this. We can get the Eight Black Hands National Syndicate of Alternative Option Schools uh, for those of us that don't want to be sitting in the petri dish of the Delta variant classrooms. Bro, I'm gonna cut this because hey, this is this is good stuff. But listen, so but yes, but bring, bring, happen, us back, bring us back on track though, right? Like, I, yo, this union is about the Euro step. Because I was gonna say pivot, but pivot ain't you know they doing something way gonna be do something way different this time, right? They about the euro step this thing 
and 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 it's gonna, yo, man. I'm just these kids are never gonna get what they need. It is always going to be an adult first uh, mindset mm-hmm. in terms of how we approach education. And so we've said it before uh, hundreds of times on this show and other shows that I've done. Until you put students and families first with regards to what you're thinking and doing in education, education is always going to fail and we are always going to underperform uh, in comparison to other countries that put students and families first. Public schools are going to fail. Education is not what happens in public schools. The public school system and education are two different things. And we have more control over education than we do over public schools. The public schools, the American public school system is a jobs program for college educated middle class people, mostly white, mostly women, but also some people that look like us, too, who live off of the misery of the people that are working that are in those schools who will never be college educated and will never live a middle class uh, existence with the pension at the end of a job that they got that they should have never had. Right. So it is a rigged, unfair system rigged by address, rigged by map and geography and boundaries, rigged by who gets which teachers and when they get them and how 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 they stay there and how they get hired and fired, rigged by what uh, materials they get and what resources they get, rigged by what Ed Build found that whiter districts get 23 billion dollars more than black districts rigged by what Tim DeRoche's book, A Fine Line, taught taught us was that they are redlined into uh, opportunity deserts on purpose, color coded, by the way, uh, rigged by what we have learned from NCQ, uh, TQ, whatever, National uh, uh, Teacher Quality. Yeah, yeah. What they, what they will tell you is that that the, the lowest performing teachers, um, you know, we're drawing them into the profession damn near on purpose. But we'll, where they end up in the classrooms where kids need the most, that's public schools, that's public education. So when you talk about the unions and others, uh, um, you got to realize that a teaching job is private property of the teacher by law. Yeah, like it's private property. That's actually so. So so it's literally a jobs program. And don't let me add the final piece that I always want to add when I talk to black audiences, because I, I'm not going to stop saying it. I want everybody to keep remembering this. Your teacher's pension is literally invested in stocks, prison stocks, private prison stocks and child detention center stocks. And if you don't think that there's something ironic or weird about the fact that you're being put in classrooms where you're not being taught to read. And yet the fr- the prisons are full of like 70 something percent illiteracy uh, um, and they have stock in it. They are literally going to retire and are going to be sitting out at the damn lake drinking Starbucks with prison stock money for the kids they didn't teach. If you can't see the conspiracy, bro, something's wrong with you. But let's make the difference between education and schools because what I hear Charles say a lot of times, what I see, see uh, you and Sharif doing and what I appreciate in my own life is that we are educating outside of schools, our kids too. It's not just in the school that we're, we're not relying a hundred percent on that. Charles has reminded people a million times that kids live and work or learn in a lot of contexts, boys and girls club, church, civic groups, other stuff. That's education too. That's education. So let's talk about how we educate our children because schooling and education, only one of those two things is within our our purview a hundred percent. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna roll into sad closing. Said, as they say in Iran, sad dev sad, one hundred percent. Uh, sir, are you trying to get us flagged? This guy. Aram! <laughs> All right, so... um. <laughs> he said, did he say Aram? <laughs> you Aram. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go, we're going to roll in the closing thoughts. Charles, we'll start with you and yeah. uh, close this thing up. No, I appreciate that. And and Chris, you actually led into my final thoughts. So I appreciate it. Uh, I was just going to say it's time for us to bring our invisible institutions back. And our invisible institutions are our black churches, whether they be Christian, mosque, Jewish, whatever. Our synagogues, our invisible institutions are our elders and the people in our community that have a lot to offer us. It's our CBOs that get 
tax breaks to serve the community the same way these schools do. And they should be you should be beating down their doors right now as well, because they still getting those tax breaks like we have. We will not catch our kids up let alone be okay during this time of pandemic when they don't even care about our health. What make you think they care? They ain't care. They haven't cared about your mind. Why are you surprised that they don't care if you can breathe or not? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the time where we have to start leaning more on the things that we know and we have to trust ourselves. We always undervalue our own stuff and then white mm-hmm. people find it and they overvalue it. I live in Oakland, man, where people gave away Victorian homes in a climate that's 70 degrees all year for $110,000 in cash and was surprised that everything is a million dollars now. They're they going to keep devaluing us and keep devaluing our bodies. Chris has said that black folks are a new cop. He just showed you the line, not like the proverbial line of like prison, school to prison pipeline. No, 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 no. Like, like yeah. we so confident in it that we going to bet the house on it in some of our districts and pensions. You know what I mean? So it, listen, man, ignorance and not knowing is not an excuse for what's about to come down the pike for us. All right. Like moral victories are cool and they was okay when I was younger, but I'm sick of that shit. And I'm sick of us bearing the brunt of all this stuff. And they will let you lean and laugh and giggle on your ignorance and watch you die. Why they take care of their kids. All these people, ask them what they doing with their babies. All these people, watch how they treating theirs. All I, like when the CDC give me different directions, I just be want to say, who's the director? And let me just see inside their house for like two days. I'll know everything I need to know about this disease and what uh, about this about this outbreak and what needs to happen. So uh, thank you for that lead in, Chris. Uh, I hope everybody out there remains safe. Uh, I will keep praying for you all. Thank you all for all the prayers and happy birthdays mm-hmm. and well wishes for me. Um, and hopefully y'all do not take these 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 messages lightly, man. You have to be the quarterback of your team right now, yo. It is just you can't you can't get this up to somebody else. You can't trust somebody else to do this. You can't. I know you want to trust your government. I know you want to just have one source. I know you want the old days where you can just turn on and this Cronkite and we trust that voice and you know it's going to be a level of truth there. But you can't no more. You cannot. You need at least five sources on everything. And it's sad and it sucks. But it ain't about fair. It's about your babies being able to live a good, healthy life. Brief. Yeah, man, this is just, you know, shout out to Dr. Cole. Happy birthday. And and even more importantly, glad you're feeling better, bro. Um, I also want to give a shout out to to uh, to Stuart, man. Like, you know, I think it's a it's a you know, it's a it's a big deal. And, and I'm, I'm proud of him. Um, and yeah. I, and I hope there, you know, just in Philly alone, I think, I think there's almost like 130,000 people who have some college, but not a degree. So they started, they, you know, they just weren't able to finish for a million different, you know, circumstances. Um, and there's not an, I think there's not enough attention paid to, uh, support, you know, um, you know, folks who are, who are in those situations. And, and so I'm, I'm really, I'm always happy when people, you know, um, can kind of show others like, oh, it can be done and, and that steadfastness, you know. Um, so that's that's really that's huge to me. Um, yeah, this is just going to be a for me, a close out shout out uh, time, you know. And again, happy anniversary to Nathan Musasa. Um, I, I'm just so in awe and inspired and in love uh, with those uh, black families who started a school um, to educate, you know, folks uh, here in Philadelphia in the, in a, in a, in an African way. Um, they, they started that school with the love and safety, intellectual, cultural, emotional, spiritual safety of their, uh, of their children and the children of others, children of their communities. And for them to start that in a home with three or five students and that eventually grow until they got the building. I think sometimes we're like, oh, we need a building to do something like, nah, you actually don't. You just got to have a vision and, a, and be on a mission uh, to support children, to protect children and ensure that they are getting the education that they deserve. The education that's going to help them navigate a system that's hell bent on crushing them. So shout out 50th anniversary. I wish it was the school was still in existence, but the work that they did is most definitely um, being, uh, you know, paid forward. Uh, 
you know, colleagues at uh, Freedom School. This is the last week of Freedom School for this summer. Um, so excited. My kids are salty. They were like, what do you mean it's the last week? But just really thrilled, man. We have 33 states represented in our virtual program, uh, which is just, you know, just been growing leaps and bounds over the, the past uh, past few years. So to have 33 states, man, we had somebody from Hawaii who was trying to uh, participate. Uh, we were just like, well, this time zone might be a little shaky, um, but, you know, just really excited. And then finally, uh, this is Black August, you know, um, Black August for us. If you're not familiar with Black August, I'll, I'll read what uh, Baba Mumia said about it. Black August is a month of meaning, of repression and radical resistance, of injustice and divine justice, of repression and righteous rebellion, of individual and collective efforts to free the enslaved and break the chains that bind us. Black August is an emblem of the spirit of freedom. So let's bring that energy to August and carry it forth all the way throughout the year till the next Black August. What about Black September? All right, Chris, Chris. <laughs> He's so messy. Um, Listen, bro, every month is, is Black History Month. You know, in February, we just the blackest. And in, in August, we kick it off. Cool. <laughs> and every day's Black History Day was. We come to the end. I want to thank everybody for listening and watching uh, and forming a family with us to talk on weeknights, uh, weekend nights about uh, about this to come in early before this and have the book club. Some people joined the book club and heard that it was amazing tonight. Uh, and then some of us join us uh, through some of our fam joins us throughout the week on various shows like Freedom Friday and uh, the Charles platform, my platform, Ray's platform forums. Uh, so thank you all, because anytime we can build community around the education of our children, we're doing the right thing. That is the real revolution. So I appreciate that. Um, happy birthday to uh, my young brother here, uh, Dr. Charles Cole, who I knew him when he was just Charles Cole. So like, you know, whatever, right? Like he sitting over there vaping on the, on, on the show while we talking and shit, right? Because now, now he's a doctor, so he can I vape. I would much rather be vaping <laughs> if we're going to be, I mean, I'm just saying. He's just sitting up here. He's he vaping the chronic in the middle of the show, but um, but it's all right. Uh, um, also, uh, thank you for the well wishes on my graduation. I don't share it actually for me. There are I, I just looked up some stats as we were talking. Um, um, there are millions of actually people that have not completed their BA that are in some mid-career situation. The The average age is 39. Uh, I'm sorry, the median age is 39. The average age is 42. Uh, 56% of them less, uh, left uh, post-secondary education in their 20s and never really looked back. Um, there is a lot of educational trauma that goes along with that and shame and, uh, and people who are in rooms at times feeling like imposter syndrome or wishing that uh, they don't get called on for something or somebody asked you that eternal question. Where did you go to school? And they're not talking about your high school. Right. Uh, and what I want to say to those people, number one, first of all, you know, God has got you right. Just period. Uh, you are complete the way you are right now. There is not, nothing more that you have to do to be complete or great. But I will say to you that it is available to you to keep going and not to shrink from it. If you take care of your educational trauma, it makes you a better um, guardian or parent for the next next wave of folks. It's like when you're on the airplane and they tell you to put on your mac your oxygen mask first so that you can breathe, so then you can stay clear headed and get the masks on your kids. I would say the same thing in education. Many of us are walking around with educational trauma that we don't talk about because we're in the company of so many of these highly educated Negroes, like on this show, right? Like so, we got a Dr. Charles Cole. We about to have a Dr. Ray Angram, and we got a Sharif El Mekis building schools all over the world and stuff, you know, all over the place. So what I would just say is God has got you. You're good just the way you are, but uh, keep going and complete. And I appreciate all the support uh, uh, that I've gotten over the last week and, and, and these last couple of days. So thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. When it comes to COVID too, which we were talking about tonight, uh, I think Charles gave real solid advice. I just want to reiterate it, like have a plan. Talk to the district about a plan, get things in writing. And I would my addition to it was to push them on making sure that they maintain an, a, a public option. I mean, a remote option uh, for 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 your schools. Yeah, Peace. that's dope. Um, so my final thoughts are this. Right. So we're coming. Uh, we're, we're going back to school. And so, you know, there's going to be professional development. Um, 
for for teachers, right? And so if you're a teacher and you're involved in professional development, um, a lot of professional development is geared towards academic subjects. So if you're not in the academic subject, that does not mean that the professional development is not geared towards you. It means that you need to open up your mind and open up your curriculum to embrace some of those academic concepts that are occurring in academic core classes and incorporate those into your special area classes. There's too many teachers that are walking around here talking about, oh, this professional development doesn't apply to me. Oh, this sucks because it doesn't apply to me. And there's not enough teachers that are walking around talking about, oh, this is how I can apply this to my class. This is how I can apply this to my subject. Do better. You've been listening to the eight black. Oh, real, real quick, real quick. Right? I, I think no, no. I, I'm sorry. I mean, this is how I feel when you do it to us. If it makes you feel good. <laughs> <All the time. laughs> good for that Joker. I'm glad you did that. So we said it, but I want to make sure we are very, very clear on it. Uh, Mama Toya is helping lead the, the Eight Black Hands book club, all right? It was a lot of people that came out tonight. They are reading. They just started Fugitive Pedagogy, and you have to be a, a, a Patreon member to be a part of that. So the web, it is patreon.com slash 8BH. And if you have questions, reach out to one of us or to Mama Toya to figure out. But they definitely want more people. You are welcome. Um, and, and Toya's been working very, very hard on that. Sorry about that, Ray. I just wanted to be very, very direct and deliberate uh, because she's working her butt off on this. I appreciate you. Hey, I got one more thing. Hey, unions don't care about you. <laughs> they don't give two- well, we didn't talk about this, and I'll leave. They well, they did negotiate hazard pay, so we didn't even get to that in this episode. I don't know how we did. What I'm talking about, but I'm ta- what I'm saying to you is this, right? If you leave education, they're going to find another body, and they're going to get those dues from someone else. So they care about the system writ large, but they don't care about you as an individual. So don't get it twisted. They don't care about you. I do. Come work for me. <laughs> Yeah, fight the power. <laughs> You've been listening. Bye. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Eight Black Hands One. Thank you for listening. <laughs>